0: that brought you the smash hit podcast Your Life The Mixtape and Headliners comes Your Life The Mixtape magazine a free monthly digital magazine that focuses on music, culture and social commentary on current news and events. Visit www.yourlifethemixtape.com to subscribe today. Visit deardean.com slash subscribe to get signed up.
1: You're listening to
0: Headliners, the podcast featuring the best and brightest of entertainment from all over the world. Now here's your host, Greg Howard Jr.
1: Joining me on this episode is one of my favorite previous guests. He is the hardest working man in music. Please welcome back to the show, the absolutely incomparable Mr. Eric
2: Dash. Hello, sir. Hi, that was quite the opening. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me, man.
1: Not a problem. Thank you. Thank you for being here. So tell me, uh, you are never one to just put out one song and then let it sit for very long so so what's on deck
2: for you yeah i don't i don't know i get antsy and like i just i can't like just put out a song and and be like hey let's just run this promotion and and let's see how this goes for x amount of time i mean if i was a full marketing team i mean we're supposed to be our full marketing teams for ourselves like at this point but i don't know how to do that because i just want to put out music and be like oh check out this new baby that i have though oh, don't worry about that guy that I just released last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not exactly the smartest. You know, I just don't have patience. I just want to put out all the music. Um, but what's coming up next is, well, Heavy Art just came out. I love that song. It's one of my favorite songs I ever did as, like, a song and a record. And I Must Be Crazy just came out, and that's, like, super Radiohead, and I love Radiohead. So it was, like, fun to do, like, an homage to them in my own way. And I. Uh, So I'm like sitting on those for a second. I have a couple more records, like three more singles from this album. And then I'll release the album in like December or top of January. And um, I'm excited for that because I've been trying to get these mixes right. I'm just like crazy about mixing. I'm super bullish. And I think that makes the biggest difference ever. A lot of people don't. I do. You know, apples and oranges. We all have our opinions. (laughs) So I'm very difficult about it, um, but <clears throat> I just started mixing all my own stuff now, which is which has been uh, a lot of fun. It's it's definitely an exploration because like it's hard to do that sometimes when you're so close to something. So I feel like a lot of people have that issue, and I've had that for a long time. But I actually started a new uh, pop project, um, which is separate from Eric Dash. It's called Lola. And that's coming out soon. I did that for, it's my dog that passed. So I was like, let me start a project called Lola. And it's all like very, uh, it's like dance records mixed with 1975, mixed with like, it's like old school Lady Gaga, some Nine Inch Nails kind of stuff coming. It's like this weird mix and it's, it hits hard and it's dirty. I wanted to do something different that was super modern and super cool and has a lot of attitude. And that's what that is. So I'm like so excited for that. I've got a lot of analog gear to run everything through because I'm just, let's get nerdy with it. And, <laughs> and uh, I just want to make a sound. That's like, that's something like people want to really just go and party to and just get messed up and just have a blast. You know, that's all it is. and, and cry to in the car, whatever. That's cool too. <laughs> uh, um, and besides for that, I also am doing a new rock trio soul blues kind of songwriter album at the same time. So I'm writing that right now. We're going to go track that in February, March, like a full tape album. And that'll be cool. So I'm releasing this Lola album. I have this new album, my album coming out right now. I have Lola coming. And then I also have that other album that'll probably release like pretty quickly because I'm going to do everything pretty much myself. So I'm just going to, we'll, we'll track it. I'll have a tracking engineer. I don't want a track engineer. Not going to do that. Um, leave that to someone that gets it's really fantastic and i don't have to think about it. i can just play my guitar <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh yeah uh ran into some issues the last time i did too much um and yeah that's what's going on man just three albums one year and um i do have a few artists that i'm working with um and that that's cool too you know what i mean like it's interesting, um, because, uh, uh, you know, when I did these pop records, I never had so much response in the background from managers or so much. You know, when I send it over to people, people are really pumped about it. And they're not necessarily better songs, in my opinion. It's just like, they're just pop songs. Whereas if you send over uh, a rock song, uh, there's like a helicopter going by. That's what happens when you living in the hills um when you send over a rock song they're not particularly pumped on it they're like oh that's beautiful but if you send over something that's pop they're like oh yeah we can sell that so it's a different kind of response and I really I don't know I like that so I'm gonna focus there for now and that that's what's going on and um I think that other people see it and uh and the artists that I have coming um I feel like they're gonna be fun records to do like very very fun records to do and um there's one in particular that i'm very excited about but i can't really say who that is so do you do you sleep at all like (laughs) uh i don't sleep that much um you know you gotta take breaks i do take breaks like i take ear breaks a lot like i don't I don't listen to much of other music except for at night when I'm like, yeah, I'm having some people over and I spin on, put on vinyl, you know, because I'm just like, it's a different, it's a warmer sound. It's not bitey. It's like my ears can't take any more edge. Um, but yeah, I don't, my head runs in the middle of the night. It's really hard to sleep sometimes because my head is like plays the songs on repeat. It's kind of like, if you watch, you ever watch a show, that like you just binge watch a show and you see the show in the middle of the night. Yeah. It's kind of like that with music right. all, all the time. So it's kind of hard um, sometimes, but I sleep. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so with, with everything that you have going on, on a scale of one to 10, how excited
2: about life are you right now? Um, you know what? That's a sliding scale for an artist, no matter what, sometimes it's a 10. Sometimes it's a 10 because I'm just like, wow, um, this manager got back to me. and I'm like, holy shit. That's a, that's a, you know, he's not going to do anything, but he likes it. (laughs) 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 That's cool. You know? And it's like that kind of stuff. It's like, and it's like, oh, this stuff is going to work. But then you realize how much talent there is out there and how much good music is out there. And like, uh, I just heard this new group called Over Mono and I was like, there's no one that I was really doing it for me. And then I saw this new group. I was actually on a dating app and I, she had a mixtape on her thing. And like, I was like, okay, let me see what she's listening to. And I clicked on this over mono and I just liked the name of it. And I was like, holy shit. These guys are fucking cool. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so there's so much talent out there that it's like, oh, is there a space for me? Like there's also that in your head. And also with music, you know, uh, As cool as music is, it doesn't always help pay bills to eat, you know, so you got to find your balance. And there are other jobs that I do that are not as fun in the midst of all of this, um, because that's really what pays. Uh, So it's not always sexy. And. It's the roller coaster. So sometimes it's a 10, sometimes on down of the dumps, because that's what I think artistry has that brain to it. Um, so it depends on the day. You're catching me on a good day. I'm very happy <laughs> that you're catching me today.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Uh, what's been what's been the career highlight for you?
2: A career highlight for me. Um I don't know yet. To be honest with you, like I used to, I would have said like back. I used to have there was a song I had like number thirty eight, uh, back in like two thousand fourteen, for like a couple weeks, and it was like behind passenger, let her go. And I used to think that was my career highlight, but like I didn't know shit about anything. Yeah, I was was a little kid, like I didn't know, and I still don't know anything. Like that's the thing. It's like you think you know something, then you go, ah shit. And your mind opens up and you realize you really don't and there's so much more to learn. And it's like, it's like daunting. And I realize that there's so much to learn. So I don't know what my career highlight is. I think that like if I looked at myself now, if I looked at myself if I was if I could see myself now from that perspective, I'd be super proud. Just like because I wouldn't have I, I would look at all the knobs in my studio and be like, how do you do uh, how do you how does that work? You know? And so my career highlight is kind of just this also the sliding scale of now. And um, I don't want to say the future, but I don't know. I think my career highlight is yet to come. And I don't I can't really put my finger on that one. That's a good question, though.
1: So what is it that sets Eric Dash apart from everybody else that's making music right now?
2: I sound like me no matter what i do i sound like me i don't know if, know if that's a good people don't always like that people like people that want to sound like something else so it fits on a playlist but like i can't help i can't help it i don't even know how i do it to be honest with you i don't maybe it's just my voice just sounds like me and it's just unique and that's just what it is and maybe it has to do with that or maybe it has to do with my choices um from like a part perspective on instruments or or how I like to edit things I don't but I always turn out sounding like me and um it's unique and I, I don't always know where I fit but I like it I like being an individual um and there's that side of it but sometimes I would like to sound like other people sometimes but like, <laughs> but I think that that's probably my favorite part like I do my own thing and I shoot by the shoot from the hip and if they like it. They like it. And If they don't, they don't.
1: I know for for like me personally, I I like the idea that you know I could put like Spotify or something on shuffle, and within the first couple of seconds of a song, I can go. That's an Eric Dash record.
2: Oh, that's cool. So I that's like that
1: for me. That's I I like that. That you know to be able to go. Oh, well, that's that's such and such an artist. You know, I'm I'm good here.
2: I like that, too. You know, that's the same thing for me. And I like that we're like on the same page with that. Like, for instance, when John Bellion does a record, I usually know it's a John Bellion record. I can hear he has choices. He does things that are very unique. Just the sound of it in general. You can tell when he's involved. And um, there's very few producers that are like that, that you can say, oh, that's that person. And, I, uh, I'm not saying that I'm John Belliam because that guy is awesome, but I have that thing that it, it's whether the people like it or not, that's, that's up to the world. I have no idea, but in terms of just having a sound, yeah. And, it's, and that's, yeah, it's a cool thing to have. Um, but I hope that, I think that everyone's going to love this new Lola album. And I think that they're going to love the new, uh, rock record not that they don't i've gotten a lot of good feedback for the new songs like heavy heart people love heavy heart um but it's it's you know it's just i'm i'm just finding my groove it's 35 and just finding my groove man
1: ah, I like it's okay <laughs> <laughs> what what is the hashtag that best describes you
2: I mean, the first word that came to mind was relentless. (laughs) I like it. I mean, yeah, I don't really. I really think that like no matter what happens, no matter all the any anybody that's done this and like gone down the rabbit hole of like all right, then I'll learn how to produce or all right, then I'll learn how to mix and all right, I'll learn how to track engineer or all like, I'll, I'll just learn how to do that, you know, and they turn into this Swiss army knife and there are some down, there are some pitfalls of that. You know, there are some problems with that because your attention is split and it's really hard to be good at all of them and sometimes I absolutely falter at one to help another. Uh, it's just so hard. Um, so if you go down that rabbit hole, a lot of the time when people do that, what they're really doing is they're using themselves as a guinea pig, uh, because they, other people have made them upset or they haven't, they haven't found someone. So they're the guinea pig. And what happens when you're the guinea pig is some shit gets messed up. It doesn't always work. Because you're just it's trial and error and you're getting better. So um, you have to be relentless. You have to, like, you're going to fall over and over and over again. And you just have to, like, when you get hit in the face, just have to get right back up and say, all right, let's go again. Um, so... Uh, kudos to anybody that's doing it because it is not doesn't always feel good <laughs> <laughs> what's
1: the best advice you've ever been given
2: um i think there's a few different pieces of advice i've been given these are good questions today i didn't i didn't did you send me these questions i didn't i don't know if yeah. you can Oh, okay. I'm I'm the worst. But and not look, and then uh but these are good questions. Um, so good to you on that. Uh <laughs> what advice have I been given? Um I've gotten a few good pieces of advice that just like stick out. I mean, there's a lot of good advice I've gotten. Uh my father always said it's it's not about what you do know, it's about what you don't know. Um and I live by that. Uh I think that I was talking to uh, this mixer, Jack Trisopoeg, who I used to work with. Um, He was my producer and manager and mixer and all of the things. What a genius man. And he, when I started doing my things on my own and I was trying to mix, I asked him for advice. And he said uh, that if he had to give one piece of advice without knowing anything about what I'm doing with it, it's just mixing is a piano. Every single piece has its place. None of the frequencies clash and it all works together. So you have to make every single piece in the mix work together and be clear and have their place and just sound perfect. It's just like a piano. Just like, and I was like, okay, that's an interesting way to look at it. I never thought about it like that. And um, the last piece of advice was, was a recent thing uh, a friend said at a party when we were way too wasted. Um, and she, she told me that like, you're really hard on yourself. Think about where you would be or think about yourself like 10 years ago. Like, how would you feel? Would you be proud of yourself? It's like, yeah, I would be. She was like, that's how you need to think about it. It's like, you can't think about it from like where you want to be. You have to think about it where you are and look back 10 years ago, you know, see what that person thinks. And that was a, a very good way to pull me into my body. Who is the,
1: who's the dream collab for you?
2: Uh, I don't even know, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for John Mayer has always been the dream collab for me. Um, you know, it's incredible, incredible. You know, like I said, it, I've always learned from him. I learned guitar by learning his parts and then figuring out how it fits into my hands, you know, and I learned, um, I, I love the 1975 and Matt Healy and like all of them. They're, they're all great, you know, uh, and Mike Crossy, their producer on the first few albums, um, and their mixer, he was incredible what he did with them. And obviously you can't he's worked with a lot of people. It hasn't turned out like the 1975. It's just like that was incredible. But those people I think that'd be a great, great collab to have some fun with them. And honestly, I think it would be fun to like Lauren Mayberry is doing her new own thing now without churches. I'd love to make music with Lauren Mayberry, you know, because that's like ripe for collaboration. Um but yeah, I mean there's so many artists. I love laney wilson right now she's on fire as soon as that new album came out holy hell (laughs) i was like that thing is so amazing it is pristine and look at it now it's like the most cmt award nominated record of all time i was like fuck that shit's awesome (laughs) uh yeah there's so many artists i don't know that's anybody that doesn't see all the talent out there and just want to work with everybody i don't understand
1: (laughs) what's your favorite time of day
2: now morning bright i'm a morning guy i love waking up at like seven eight depends on the day depends on how late i stay stay up and uh i'll you know i make my bed i go to the gym get my coffee do a walk around the block think sometimes i'll meditate and i come back and pick up my guitar, send some emails, just start editing.
1: Hmm. What what are the three things that you can't live without?
2: <sighs> um music women unfortunately this is a necessary evil money <laughs> <laughs> solid choices yeah
1: so if if he, knowing what you know now if you could start your career over from day 1 would you change anything
2: hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean if i could if i could know would i in this particular scenario question would I know what I know now at that time? Yes. Or, you know, I know everything I, that I have in my brain right now, I'd have yes. them. Yes. I would do things extremely differently. I would. I absolutely would. Uh, I would write songs that are not. I was always writing me, and that's good. But I would, maybe I would, produ- I would approach them in a different way. I would just. I would just do it differently. I'd have my hands on everything to make sure it turns out the way that I want because it's so easy. It's like a film. Have you ever, ever watched the documentary, the movies that made us? Yeah. Okay. I love that. I hope they, they bring that back. That was awesome. Like I, that I binge watched. That was cool. <laughs> uh, Yeah. It's kind of like that when you, when you only do one thing, it's like when you only do a singer songwriter, it's like starting out. It's like, how do I do this? The amount of hands that touch your music it's ridiculous sometimes it's like back then it was like you got a producer you got a mixer you got engineers you have multiple engineers you have programmers you have people that maybe just work with your vocal you have people that just on your vocal and like tune you and you have the you have like all these other players that like you don't know who's good and who's not because everybody that touches a guitar to you is cool like it doesn't it doesn't like you don't know about color and like what fits you just like oh that's cool and that's cool it's all cool And direction doesn't seem as important to you, but it's all very important if you want to get a win. So the amount of people that touch your record, if you're only doing one thing, it's a lot. So it's kind of like the movies that made us. It's like the chances that everything works perfectly with all of these people touching your record. As an indie artist, when they're not even as invested in you because your name isn't like... There's that, too. If you're an indie artist, like, if you're in big artist, they're going to work their ass off because they want, oh, this is my chance. Oh, this is my chance. If you're an indie artist, they're like, oh, it's a gig. I'm going to make some money. Don't for shit. <laughs> so, like, it's really, really hard. And I think that I would take – I think that that's the most important thing, like, uh, to re- to allow for creativity still and allow for people to – flow but i'd be able to spot when things are off i'd be able to spot when someone's slacking or messing with me and there's a lot of that there's a lot of that um even if it's not deliberate there's a lot of it so i think that's what i would make a lot of changes based on that i mean i think that's all my changes otherwise i just just keep on going man
1: what is the weirdest word in the english language
2: um you know there's a really really wor- long word that like i think is odd it's like pneumonatural microscopic cilio- volcano coniosis it's like this it's like a, it's a volcanic ash. I don't know why they made it so long. It's a ridiculous <laughs> word. Um, I, th- I think that I said that right. Um, but that's the first word that came to mind. That's,
1: that's a fucking word. That's a
2: weird word, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, I, if you want to look at just like, you know, what's it called? I forget. I can say that word, but I don't even know what it's called. What is it called when you say a word? So many times and like it loses its meaning and then it's just a sound. You
1: know what oh, I'm talking
2: sh- about? Yeah. Um, I forget what it's what it's called when that happens. But like if you say pineapple over and over again, like pineapple, pi- like the idea of like. just the sound of it. Sounds weird to me. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. You can say uh, there's a lot of words that are weird. Cool whip. What the hell is that? <laughs> that's fair that's completely fair yeah <laughs> what do you think the weirdest word is not to turn it on you but
1: i uh, the weirdest word <sighs> i mean it depends probably at like the top of the list is a
2: uh, platypus that is what a I... weird word like I'm why yeah like... okay i got you i see where your head is yeah i can work with that <laughs> so what's
1: at the top of your professional bucket list
2: besides for global domination <laughs> no it does uh, um i don't you know what's at the top of my professional bucket list i, I just want to be you know man i just want to be seen if I'm going to be as vulnerable as possible right now with that question, I just want to be seen. Like I know what I'm capable of, but I also know that it takes, you know, you have a, you got a tree, you got this beautiful tree and this tree can be this giant. It can be a, it could be a sequoia. It could be a redwood tree, but it's this still, it's, it's big. It's just getting there. It needs water. And, People in this business don't water trees. Um, they expect to get, it, to get it there in the desert. And I, that's all I want. I just want to be seen and I want to get a chance. And I want to be in those sessions that I get to learn from the. because it's all little things that I'm missing here and there. And I don't think I'm missing particularly anything really at sometimes, but like. It's all little things, these tiny little adjustments that make all the difference, like point point five of, of a percent, 1%, whatever it is. And all of it adds up to like this extra 3%, which takes you into this other stratosphere. And that's like where I want to go. But I mean, that my biggest achievement of what I want to be. I want to be looked at as, you know, this mix between John Mayer in the 1975 and Jack Antonoff. I want to be the Swiss army knife that, these big stars go to that has their own projects too. Like, you know, all in all, you know, someone that people look at in 10 years like a Mark Ronson. And uh, that's what I want. And um, I believe it can happen. It's just a matter of like, you got to get a break and fuck AI. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, AI is going to be really cool for helping out with certain tools, but it's going to do some stuff that's probably weird. But like, yeah, you got to don't don't take our jobs away, please, AI. Absolutely. Yeah. Is there is there an artist
1: whose career that you look at and you go, that's the blueprint? That's what I want.
2: Not anymore anymore. I mean, I used to be John Mayer, but now I'm 35 years old and there's no blueprint for that. You know, he at 35, he already had Born and Raised in Paradise Valley, even though Paradise Valley is not my favorite, but still some great songs on there. Um, And he had a lot of records. I mean, and he already had that fame. So like to me, I have to make my own blueprint. I can't I can't look at other people's blueprint anymore. That doesn't exist. Like I'm doing multiple jobs that they never had to do. Um, none of them, all the people that I mentioned, all of them, they don't do all the things that I do, they just do like the things that they do, and they never had to. I think John Mayer definitely produces, but he doesn't mix. I don't think he's a mixer. I don't know if he's mixed a record before for people. Maybe he mixes and he's in his own and he's freaking killer and he just doesn't release those and he sends them to Spike and Spike Stent fixes them up. Maybe that's how that works. I don't know, but. I don't know. I can't at a certain point you got to like say, okay, those things worked for those other people. That's cool. But you just got to just do what you like because there's no blueprint anymore. It's like, this is the wild West. It really is. And, um, I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to make a blueprint, but I would like to do, um, I guess maybe I followed numerous blueprints. I don't know if that's a good idea. I guess I cut it like me going in with a trio and doing a, like a soul blues rock album and like doing those kind of things it's like me going after continuum. But at the same time, I'm not going to make anything like continuum. It's not going to be, and the songs are going to be totally me. They're not going to be anything like that. They're going to, and the sound is going to be completely different. It's just like me going in with a freaking trio. So it's like, Oh, let's do that. You know? Um, and me going after these dance records is like me, that's really, honestly, that's the most me it's been because I'm not even, I don't even know who to look at for that. I'm just like blindly making music for the first time. And that's really cool. It's a cool experience. It's like, uh, because I know it's funny how, um, you can people say like if you if you write with a guitar if you want to write something different write with a piano or write with a different instrument and it's crazy how like that really makes this i mean you don't if you don't know how to play that instrument in the same way you're going to do some stuff that's super rudimentary and that those things are usually the best things because you're not trying to overcomplicate it you just write a pretty song with some chords you don't have to make it so this ridiculous thing. Bring up a loop and write a pretty song. Like, what's the big deal? And sometimes you forget that. So, like, this has been a really cool experience from that perspective.
1: So, other other than your own music, what
2: are you listening to right now? Like I said, Over Mono. I just, I just had that going on. Um, I don't know, man. When you're mixing records all day and you're making these albums, I, my brain is so racked with music that I can't really listen. The other day, I put on The Talking Heads. Uh, I've always been listening to The Talking Heads. So, like, the fact that there's a new documentary out, I'm like, hell yeah. Other people need to praise them. Um I have the 1975, their second album, loaded up on the vinyl right now. Uh But, like... I don't know, Guns N' Roses, I was listening to the other day. It's it's all depends on the mood. Um I've been playing my own song, Heavy Heart, in the background, just being happy about it. You know. Uh but yeah, I, I dude, I mostly listen to older music. It's just like the new stuff today, it's cool. It's great. I wanna it's fun to like listen to, get drunk to sometimes maybe fuck. But, like, you know, I don't see an emotional connection that's, like, sometimes, like, I don't know. Even the cry in the car music sounds really, really girly to me, like, all the pop music today. Like, it's super, super feminine, even for the male singers, like, that are doing pop. It's it's all – and everyone's super, super R&B. And I like that. I love that. I just like to do – I like all other singers, too, so – I'm kind of just like all R&B'd out. So I only like, I guess I just go to myself for the other stuff because I don't hear it elsewhere. Um, Or I go to the old, you know, I go to the old stuff to hear like more like, I guess it's like talk singing, you know, like even the Rolling Stones, not like they sang like an R&B singer. Imagine Mick Jagger coming out today and having to sing like R&B. Like (laughs) you can't be, you can't make it Mick unless you sing (laughs) R&B. Yeah, it's like, uh so that's what i'm yeah i'm listening to just um older records most of the time and i'm really enjoying it i went to see death cab for cutie the other day and the post in postal service ben giver did a double headline at the bowl and um we did some shrooms and we got lost and it was awesome <laughs> hell yeah that what it, what an amazing performer he still can do it man oof could still do it. Someone was like, Wow, I can't believe he can sing like that. And I was like, Well, he could always sing like that. That's the problem. He never used autotune. That guy could always do it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What music are you listening to? Um yours. Oh, thank and you. It's
1: really these days, all I get a chance to listen to are uh like the, the records I get sent for people who want to be on the show or their their PR people want them on the show. So that's that's really like everything that I'm listening to right now is is from indie artists. I I couldn't tell you the last time that I played a major label artist record.
2: Well, um you know what I listen to that you should ch- give it a shot sh- a shot. I mean, the thing about it is it is like so pristine, but I listened to the new Choice of on album and there's a few dance songs on there that are fucking awesome. Uh, so cool. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I don't, I didn't look, but I'm assuming Serban mixed it, which is like the biggest in the world. Doesn't really get bigger than Serban. There's a couple up there and he's like, he's like the dude and he always goes to Serban. So I'm assuming that is the case, but it sounds wildly good. And it's like just they're cool songs and he's got, he's got all the chops and quite a team so it's like a fun record to listen to it's like wow like everyone's doing their part he's doing a great job and everybody in the team is doing great it's like cool to hear it from that perspective so i would i would definitely take that give that a gander um and yeah um but i understand when it music is your job it turns into a job rather than you know a regular like listening for fun experience so when people actually get in the car and we're going out i give someone else the the playlist responsibilities because i don't even know what to put on to be honest with you i'm like you're like supposed to be a curator of music but you're so in your hole of what you're curating that you don't know what's happening outside of the hole um it's a weird place to be in um you can only list like digest so much. So I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what, what's a book that you feel like everybody should read?
2: A book that everyone should read. It's a good question. Um, that depends. I, you know, if I'm thinking about like books that really um, were thought provoking or like from a spiritual perspective, it's like you can talk about like The Alchemist, you know, something like that could be it, it makes you uh, think about your decisions differently and thinks about think about life and and the significance and insignificance differently um but if you're talking about like something that puts things in perspective from like a logical standpoint i'd say like outliers from malcolm gladwell something like that 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 taught you about why things happen and timing and 10,000 hours and <clears throat> i don't know there's so many books i'm reading right now um a book by Robert Jordan, The Wheel of Time. I just started that, and it's like a new Amazon series. I didn't even realize that, but I just like the cover of it, and there's a lot of them at Barnes and Noble, and I like perusing um so I just started that, and it's pretty good, you know uh I needed a fantasy. I've been reading too much uh nonfiction, and the world is crazy enough. I needed something to like get out of this world with everything that's happening, and that's a whole nother discussion
1: coffee or tea coffee (laughs) window or aisle seat Mm. i don't care you are you you are the first person who who has no preference
2: i'm the first person for a lot of things apparently (laughs)
1: So, if you could uh pick a theme song to describe where your career is right at this very moment what what song are you picking
2: uh, you get what you give by new radicals
1: oh nice I like
2: that yeah if you, if, if you don't know who that song is whoever's listening to this. Go listen to it right now. Do yourself a favor. Just turn this off, and just go listen to it. You get what you give. And I, you know, I wish that you were listening with a CD, so you could get the real experience. Yeah, but that shit is awesome.
1: Who are who are the five people that you would bring with you if you were stuck on a desert island? The five people
2: that I would bring with me. Oof. um I wouldn't want to do that to anybody <laughs> <laughs> that's fair you know I don't know I'd feel bad taking taking someone else to st- get stuck with me on a desert island uh <laughs> if I had a significant other at the time at this time I'd take I'd take her and just say Well, you're screwed. Suck it up, you know. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I maybe family if they went willingly. Uh Right on. And if I went to a desert island, I just I would hopefully have a dog with me, you know. And I'd hopefully have a lot of dog food.
1: So, if in 10 years I ask you to come back on this show, where do you think you'll be?
2: Where do I think I'll be? Um, I don't know what other people say to these questions. I, I'm curious as to what you're gonna have to tell me what other people say to these questions. I don't want to, you know, I'm, after I answer, but um, I think that first of all, gut reaction. Um, I'm going to be in a place that mentally and um, spiritually, I will be calmer and I will be more um, comfortable in my own skin as I continue to get so. But I also think that I will be as accomplished as I'd like to be in music. And I think that I will be seen. And I think that's going to be soon. And then I'll have 10 years of it. Um, and if the universe does not give that hand for some weird reason, for some reason that I can't put my finger on, it's okay. And I'll probably just be making music still just not even caring about any of that stuff at that point and just having a blast and I'll have a whatever job I'm doing it at the same time and making music. You know, I don't, I don't know, but I do think in 10 years it'd be a conversation like you calling John Mayer Jack Antonoff. And that's what I think. And hopefully all of my delusions are wonderfully right. <laughs> uh, what do other people say to that? Uh,
1: usually, it is it is something less profound than than what you just said, um, but uh, usually along the same lines. It's you know I hope I'm still making music, things of that nature. Okay,
2: so I have I have higher I have more grandeur I'm looking for.
1: It's. It was fantastic, though.
2: Okay, well, I'm glad my head my heads is just like so stuck in the clouds. <laughs> at least I'm aware of it. That's you know, at least I'm aware of it. This is where that hashtag relentless comes into play.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, I uh, tell the folks listening at home and all over the world where they can get their hands on your music.
2: Ooh. That's that's a good one. So if you go to Spotify or you go to Apple Music or Tidal, if you have Tidal, or if you go to SoundCloud, there's some on SoundCloud. I'm going to start releasing more on SoundCloud, but you can get all of my music at those places, and um, I hope very soon, once these new records come out, that I'll have a vinyl for you, too. I want to. I want. I want to make vinyl to a, whenever I have my first record that I'm like, wow. I thought I was gonna do it with the bystander, but there's some things that I'm not sure about it how it's gonna translate. So I'm like, ah, I'm not sure. So if it blows up and something changes, I'm like, hell yeah, you guys will have a vinyl bystander. This is the new album that's coming out right now. But otherwise, the first album that I'm like, okay, that's it. Finally did it for me. You have a vinyl too. So that's that's. That's how you can listen to me music. Just look up at Eric dash music and uh, on Instagram and click the link, man. Click the fucking link.
1: Well, as always, it has been an absolute fucking pleasure for you to come by and talk to me for a little bit. I, I enjoy everything that you put out and I enjoy every
2: time that you, you come around. Thank you so much for having me. I I enjoy our conversations. You got the best questions and I, I uh, feel grateful to actually be listened to by someone for once.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to headliners. We'll be back next week with an all new episode. Headliners is a, your life, the mixtape media, LLC production in association with Rod Wharton productions, all rights and trademarks reserved.